guys. Welcome back to the What's Up Grimes podcast. I'm Jen. I'm joined as usual by MK. Hello, everyone. And we're here to talk about a hot, hot topic today. Hot topic. Mm-hmm. So if you stay up to date with Grimes tweets and what's going on in Grimes lore land, there is lots of speculation about her recent plastic surgery. So we decided it would be good to come on, have a discussion about it, talk about some recent twin- twins, twins. And uh, we're making was, up words today. It's it's <laughs> just that kind of day with too much caffeine. I'm going to start with a Dolly Parton quote. She famously said, if something is bagging, sagging or dragging, I'll tuck it suck it or pluck it which seems to be the american culture today but by the way as we'll hear from recent trends it's not really just american culture there's other countries that are rivaling us and in fact one country that's ahead of us in the number of uh, surgeries being performed so wow i didn't know that crazy right we're gonna get into it we're gonna get into it so recently, MK Grimes was seen tweeting, as you recall, initially about elf ears, right? It's true. For a long time. It, it became more and more recent, but I remember when she was filming the Shinigami Eyes video. Oh, yeah. What now is the Shinigami Eyes video with the elf ears, and she was talking about and asking if other people had the surgery. And then it was dropped for a while, and then it kind of recirculated. Yeah. So in August of this year, we're recording in October, she mentioned the Elfier surgery again. Elon commented under it. And then she was asking kind of for advice on other body modifications was the gist of that conversation. Yeah. Then in typical Grimes form, it looked like, you know, a month later, we see a picture of her coming out of surgery or so it appeared she had bruising on her face and uh, this was in September 17th. She posted photos with bandages over her ears. And Dr. Cow, I hope I'm saying that correctly, out of Los Angeles, posts a picture of him to his social media. And that dude is famous for ponytail lifts. So and that dude, started. you have to wait. Like the wait list for him is over a year. And that's for a consult. I mean, there's that. So another thing that she posted this, we're, we're backing it up back to August when she was discussing the possible body modification, she says, quote, PS, sorry, if weird to discuss this openly, just seems unhealthy how everyone in media hides body modifications. Then people feel self-conscious. I'm also less interested in conventional beauty in parentheses. I will keep my nose. But more so, is there anything else that would look sick? So she's trying to play it like, hey, I want to look different, like the elf ears. I don't want to look like everybody else, which is interesting because right. then she went and got allegedly a facelift. The facelift that every model gets. Everyone has. So I thought that mm-hmm. was, I don't know, I thought that was kind of interesting. We're going to go into some serious facts. You need to tune out right now if you don't like my facts, because we're about to go into some serious facts and trends on plastic surgery. And then we're going to talk about Grimes fans' reactions, including MK and I's reactions to the recent tweets. So the most number of procedures in order done in the world are by Brazil, then the United States at number two, Mexico, Russia, and coming in last, India. 
Her 2020 mm -hmm. trends, according to the American Society of Plastic Surgery, their 2020 stats report, there were $16.7 million spent on cosmetic surgery that year. For males, the most popular surgeries in order were nose jobs, eyelid surgeries, <clears throat> cheek implants, liposuction, and ear surgeries. For females, nose jobs, eyelid surgeries, facelifts, breast augmentations, and lipo. Males only make up 8% of the plastic surgeries done in the United States, with females making up 92%, which makes sense because there's that mm -hmm. beauty standard on us as females. Does that include people that are trans? That's a I good wonder. question. Yeah, because question. they kind of, that's like a another category of people. Um, and I'm sure it's a lot because they, 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 you know, there's a lot that goes into that. I really should have looked into that and that didn't occur to me. So, so sorry for all our folks out there. That didn't even occur to me. So good point. The ethnicity breakdown of cosmetic procedures, 66% of cosmetic procedures were done on Caucasian individuals. Hispanics come in second at 13%, then African-American at 11, Asian-American at 8%, and other at 2%. And I remember back when I was in college, the big topic of conversation was, especially for Asian-Americans, this um, horrible trend to get rid of their natural looks and to lighten their skin, which has always been the case, I know, for the African-American community. Right. But I, I assume this falls into these statistics as well. Is that still called like skin bleaching or is there another more appropriate name, I guess? Somebody let us know because that was like the 2011 term back when I was learning about yeah. it. I'm assuming that's yeah. still the case. Um, yeah. I thought that was horrible. Like the eyelid surgeries I thought were heartbreaking to me. Yeah. That's awful. So guys, that all came from the American Society of Plastic Surgery report, which yes, yours truly was sitting at her grown adult lady job in between meetings, looking up these stats reports and like reading through the whole <laughs> thing to pull stats. Cause I was that interested. We so do the work people. I, we do the work here on this podcast to bring you the information. Uh, the second shout out came from the American Academy of Facial Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery. They're known as AAFPRS, and I'll reference them like that throughout the, the next couple minutes because I'm not calling them by their full name. This report was more recent. This was released in February, um, February 10th, specifically of 2022. Despite lingering pandemic concerns, 2021 saw a rising demand for facial plastic surgery and aesthetic procedures as in-person events and face-to-face -face socialization resumed. After almost two years of canceled plans, minimal makeup, and overanalyzing our reflections on Zoom, men and women are ready to regain confidence and shake off the sense of languishing dread that has dominated the collective consciousness throughout the pandemic. And I relate to that. Did you feel that way, MK, like going back to in-person? Yeah, yeah. I. I think that's, I mean, I started focusing more on my health at the beginning, right? Because it was, you know, a sobering reality, you know, that you need to get healthy or you're going to get this thing that nobody knows what it is. Yeah. So I focused on health and then it kind of like spiraled yep. into this, like, what do I need to do to look better when I'm reintroduced into society eventually, yes. you yeah. know? And I grew up, I think... I know this is not just the American South, but it's very prevalent in the American South where I live. If you're a female, leaving the house without makeup 
it's just not done. And so I had spent every year of my life since 15 wearing makeup. And then all of a sudden I spent the last year of my grad program online on Zoom and I stopped wearing makeup because Zoom looks better than real life. So I didn't really feel the need to. Plus it was world chaos. I didn't really care about my Clinique foundation, right? So I related to this and then we went back in person and it's like, oh snap. And I can't just wear a mask when I'm breaking out or I don't look so good that day. Those were very handy when I had a zit or something. Very handy. Super handy. Okay. All right. Um, According to AAFPRS members, the total number of surgical and non-surgical facial plastic surgery treatments is up dramatically. An estimated 1.4 million surgical and non-surgical procedures have been done in the past year, with plastic surgeons performing an average of 600 more procedures than they did in 2020, which is a 40% increase. 83% of... Wow. Right? And by the way, I should say, MK, that reading through this, a part of the increase is just because people were putting off their procedures while offices were shut down. That's that's a good point. That's a very good point. So that represents a part of it. But, you know, 83% of AAF PRS surgeons saw an increase in bookings over the course of the last year, up from 70% from 2020 pre-COVID. Surgical procedures are the most common procedures as part of this upsurge, but the demand for non-surgical treatments grew as well. This increase, 92% increase, might indicate it is because patients have had more time and flexibility to recover from treatments since many are still working from home or now have a hybrid workplace option. They've coined a term for this, which I know I mentioned to you in DMs because it's so interesting to me. The enduring, quote, Zoom effect, unquote, has factored in as well, according to 89% of respondents, as has the money-saving benefit of staying in, that this has resulted in more disposable income. Crazy. (laughs) Wow. We're not done. That's not all. With the daunting prospect of re-entering society in, quote, real life, instead of from behind a filtered Instagram lens, and with a year to pick apart appearance on video conferences, where we all just stared ourselves on video conferences, 2021 found patients more motivated than ever to indulge in the tweakments for which they had been longing. 75% or more of surgeons' work is facial plastic surgery, which is up from 75%. Yeah, of surgeons representing and reporting on the trend in 2020. Here's where it kind of pushes over into social media. With the pandemic's breakout stars Zoom and TikTok firmly embedded in daily culture, the 2021 AAF PRS survey detailed an enormous increase in the trend for people seeking procedures to look better on screen. To illustrate, 79% of facial plastic surgeons identify patients seeking procedures for an improved performance performance and appearance on video conferencing is a rising trend compared to only 16% the previous year. So now people want to look better on screen. And so that's why they're getting these surgeries done. Wow. That, that didn't dawn on me, you know, because those don't influence me to want to, I mean, they're already making you look good. You know, why, why do you need to mimic that? 
that was my concern too, is, well, actually Zoom makes me look better than in real life. Like you can't see our pores on Zoom. And TikTok has a beautification filter on when you start recording a video. So you already look better than you do in real life on this video. Automatically? Or do you have to like select it and you can add it? Turn it on and turn it off. Got um, it. But I thought that was crazy. And I'm not a conspiracy theorist at all. That's not my personality, but I've been seeing a lot That's of more me lately. Is it? Is it really? <laughs> Wait, I got it. Which ones are your favorite? <laughs> I got a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Oh, that's a, we should just do a whole podcast. Yes. Let's we're doing just do it. a whole podcast about it. Yeah. Table that. I got to add that to my list, my Google doc list. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're very official very, here. Yes, guys. We're very organized yeah. here at What's Up Grimes. Mm-hmm. We don't mess around. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, my conspiracy theory has to do with Zoom. That's what I'm going to add on that one. Cause I think Zoom is possibly being used to collect information and make us into dumber humans, but that's just me. Okay. The, what? Okay. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> I've seen too many videos and now I'm convinced they keep popping up on my YouTube, you know, I'm convinced. Okay. The now culturally ingrained desire to look better in selfies, AKA selfie awareness as coined by the AAFPRS continues to trend up with 77% of members reporting this as a driving factor for patients. This is up 35% overall since they first identified this trend in 2016. As it became apparent that mask wearing was here to stay, more and more patients were asking for eyelid procedures to look less tired as noted by 73% of surgeons. Wow. Selfie awareness. That blows my mind. I don't think social media, in in my experience, has influenced me to want to get work done. I think it's just general anxiety about aging. Yep. It's not really influenced by how I look in a filter, which I know people, I actually personally know people that have brought themselves like with a filter to their surgeon or their doctor to be like I want to look like this I don't think I feel that way either because I can look back at myself on 2122 and I can see the difference obviously in how I've aged but I don't necessarily not like currently versus 2122 mm-hmm. but I don't think about how I look in selfies as like a reason to not want to look the way I do now yeah I mean, it takes a lot of work, like on my personal page, I love to, I I collect t-shirts, like cool movie t-shirts, pop culture t-shirts. It is like a photo shoot. It's super cute. To do that. And I'm like, what am I doing? I love those though. The one, like, that's how I found your Stephen King one. And you just posted one over this night, this last week. Cause it's very kind of October-y. Yeah. I mean, it's fun, but it takes a lot of work and sometimes, you know, you go through a lot of photos and you're like, no, 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 no. Okay. Maybe. And then you keep going and try like, there's a lot of work that goes into finding the right selfie. Speaking of, because this is just such a symptom of current cultural norms. So I'm used to doing the same thing where I almost never, and I'm not going to say almost, I never post the first selfie. So I take, 20 right and then you post Mm -hmm. one of the 20 that you like with a filter right Mm -hmm. and I felt uncomfortable I was with my family at Disney World like two years ago and there's not time to go through 20 because we were like on a ride 
and I had to just like right. snap a shot of us. I felt uncomfortable doing that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This, this sounds so, uh, don't judge me. I'm not <laughs> me of all people. Not you, but I'm <laughs> talking listeners. to the world. <laughs> um, so I went to Disneyland last year with my family yeah. and my husband and I were taking pictures and stuff. And I always, I'm very self-conscious about my forehead because my mom, she got wrinkles pretty early on her forehead because I'm very okay. expressive. Um, so the, I see like budding lines and we were just so tired. It was so stressful getting there. Both oh, yeah. kids threw up on me in the car there. It's like an hour ride. Needs, <sighs> needless to say, I was already done by the time we got there. And then I changed. Luckily, I just, you know, I spent $50 on a t shirt, right? Naturally. <laughs> I had to clean myself up. Um, but I kept taking pictures, you know, obviously. And you're not going to be like, okay, I need to do this. And exactly. This at the right angle with the family, you're moving along. Um, and I didn't, ha- I was like exhausted. I didn't have the right, like, makeup on and you could just it like the makeup settled into those lines and I could not focus or have a good time at all because I felt like I looked like a crone yep been there been there yeah and I hate that those moments when you're just trying to have a good time and for me what's changed the most with age is like my face filled out and it doesn't matter what my weight is my face filled out versus when I was younger and you had like that very straight jawline. And so I hate taking photos where I don't necessarily have the control of that. You have a beautiful face. I mean, I think the same of you, but we hate, like everybody does this to themselves though. Yeah. My nose has gotten bigger over time, but not enough for me to get a nose job, but I've always liked my nose. I've always been okay with my nose and my eyes. I could use like a little lip filler, you know? My mom has like no lips at all. I'm lucky I have even like the bottom one. Um, But I think, I don't think I would do fillers because those actually fill your face out more. And as you age, it like kind of warps your face. Like I, you can tell Claire got fillers because at certain points it it looks like it's like carved out in her face a little bit. And I think, that's probably why she went with this ponytail lift just because it, I, th- I think you have to remove the, like, I'm not a surgeon, but I think you have to remove the fillers and to tighten it up a little bit. Should have invited a doctor on the doctors. Like what's Grimes? Like, what am I doing? There's going to advise us about plastic surgery. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Free advice. Free advice. Um, we're going to talk more about how we feel about this stuff. Last little bit of facts that I have. Hang with me, you guys. And then I'm going to read some of your comments about how you feel about Grimes plastic surgery. The use of video for business, social media, and self-promotion is now so ingrained in society that it provides an easy and ever-present lens for self-scrutiny, shares Dr. Moss. We've slowly moved from static image filters to Zoom dysphoria, being the major patient motivator as the pressures of a lifestyle continue to impact the way we view ourselves and the way we present to peers. And I do think that's true because if you think about sitting in a normal meeting, I don't notice how I look or care about how I look in a normal meeting, like when it's in person. But if it's on Zoom, the first thing you do when you log in, whether you're doing it the rest of the Zoom meeting or not, is like, you know. Fixing it up. Yeah. Like, do I, everything, am I good? Like, did 
Yeah. Is there enough concealer like over there? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's never me on Zoom meeting. Concealer. There's never enough concealer. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel that way in a normal Zoom meeting or in a normal staff meeting. I don't really care what I look like because I'm not thinking about that. I'm like looking around the room. No. Forward. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Are you checking yourself out on Zoom for you to make sure you are living up to your own standards or are you trying to look good to other people? Probably the second one. What would you say? I like to look good for me. I don't, I, I, maybe it's because I'm, I, I, it comes with age. Like, I don't really need approval from anyone else anymore. I don't know. It just kind of happened overnight that I didn't really care too much. I mean, if people called me ugly, it would probably bother me, obviously. But I mean, like, I don't think about trying to attract anybody or, or look good to other people. I want to look good by what my standards of beauty are, which are kind of strict. I don't That's like the bar that I set, but I think I, I always try to look good for myself. That's a good point. I guess things changed for me and I'm interested in your opinion too. I feel like I cared a lot more about how I looked at 20, yeah, undergrad, college days, high school days, because there's a lot more competition if you're trying to find a partner at the time. Yeah. And high school girls suck and they're mean. And so you hear when they don't like something about you. Oh, yes. College was like that too for me. Yeah. That was a lot more about weight for me in college because everybody yeah. was like, had the best metabolism, you know? And so you might be like a size four and be like, why am I not a size zero? Yep. Yeah. I struggled with eating issues back then. Yeah. Um, it was it's specifically college, not high school. I didn't really care in high school. Um, but as soon as, you know, you hit college and then the freshman 15 piles on. Oh, my gosh. It's, you know, I wouldn't go back to that time. To oh, be me honest. neither. Me neither. And yeah. when I start thinking back about what I could do different in my life and I go back to like, oh, if I could do undergrad over again, then I'm like, no, because like you, I had very similar issues. I had eating issues in college. Mine started in high school. Is there a female that hasn't had some kind of eating issue? I know that there are, obviously, but gosh. I haven't met one. I have not met one that hasn't had some kind of eating issue. Right. Whether it's overeating, you know, not eating. Right. Bulimia. Something. All of it. Something. And we yeah. grew up at a time where we went through the 90s. And as you know, the, the body ideal in the 90s was you didn't have one heroin chic literally mm -hmm. and you you wore the like low-rise jeans which they're trying to bring back and i'm like we're not doing that we're not mm -mm. doing that today mk and i hate jeans in general we had a conversation about yeah. this earlier we could do a whole podcast about no pa hating pants i hate pants i hate pants yeah. um mm -hmm. but especially those low-rise jeans and if you were a size zero those looked great man but <laughs> guess who wasn't a size zero <laughs> this guy <laughs> they sucked yeah so you know i don't uh, know how we got on that topic okay so uh we go I, places <laughs> i started to ask you guys about this on my own page and then people got very upset in the comments not towards me but about c's looks in my comments so i took it off my page um however I just pulled up Twitter, not Twitter, the other one, Reddit. 
the grime subreddit. I was like, the TikTok? The, t- the TikTok. <laughs> Guys, we have a the TikTok. I think we have like nine <laughs> followers. <laughs> I think we have three. <laughs> Just even better. <laughs> That's good so advertising funny. right there. We we're, Come follow us. We, we <laughs> it's like our YouTube page. We have a great following on um, Spotify. An Apple podcast, like a really large following. And then you go like, then you go to YouTube and we have like 12. Like come no, follow us. Like, <laughs> do you guys not like the videos? Like, tell me what you want to do different. This is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And we really It's love not it. just Zoom. It's not. I don't think people know. Like, unless you've done it. Like, it's a lot of work. I got so off topic. My son was like, You look like a real woman. I was like, as opposed to Supposed to what? A mom. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> I was like, that's what Children. I was going for, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so Grimes posted this photo of herself a couple days after surgery. It looks like she has very bruised, swollen lips, which she tried to do something with uh, a blue yeah. lip liner or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, has like slicked back hair. Looks like she has some kind of oil in her hair. The exten- extensions are gone. You guys will know what I'm talking about. So yeah. I went to the Reddit, the subreddit, and just to read some comments, I won't read the the usernames behind them. One person says, I prefer not to speak. And if I speak, I'm in big trouble and I don't want to be in big trouble. Another person says, I love her face so much with no work done and I'll miss it. Mm-hmm. Another person says, why is Grimes not looking like Grimes? Another person says, I'm devastated. Someone says, I didn't realize she had face fill- fillers. Is that why her cheekbones were so high up? Mm-hmm. Another good one. Sorry, folks. I mean, no disrespect, and I still like C, but let's be honest here. I'm really afraid this is the beginning of a very slippery slope into surgery, never-ending madness, like many others fell through. I believe she should stop now before it's too late. It already is too much with the lips, in my opinion. In my opinion, she's free to do whatever she likes. I just hope she doesn't end up regretting it. And you and I talked about this at some point. Like, are you okay? Like, see, are you okay? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a psych. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not in the psychology field, but I'm sure you could illuminate more on this. I think when you are modifying your body, which could be classified as sometimes like mutilation. If you're constantly doing that, there's some kind of inner issue going on. Yeah, almost always, whether people want to acknowledge it or not. And a lot of the other comments are just very respectful comments about, hey, I I always thought she was so beautiful. It's a shame that she changed it. Um, It's heartbreaking. I don't know what happened here, Uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of people supporting C, which of course we want to support C as well. Yes. We but we support. have our own personal opinions on it. And you and I were talking about this before we started recording. So tell me what you think about this whole situation. Honestly, in my opinion, it it makes me sad because I do I don't think that she needed to do anything. Mm-hmm. I I do feel like she feels pressure. Yep. And she's trying to maintain, a, which she already had a youth, very youthful appearance. 
but now tr- trying to take it a little further um it, it just makes me sad i don't think she needed to do it but it, again i i respect her decisions if it were me i would be so worried about the outcome like doing anything like that to your face even though it's like not considered a full facelift if this is technically what she got that did or do we have like confirmation it was the ponytail no it's just the guy that's famous for doing ponytail which why won't she just say what it is do you know what i mean maybe she will maybe she will but people ask her on twitter and she and she doesn't acknowledge the comments why why wait to talk about it she's trying to recover right i mean i don't know she wants to share what she wants to share but here's what i will say i think that you know we support whatever she wants to do and i commend her honestly for talking about it openly yes. because no not many people do and they're just like huh i just had a really restful weekend yes. i'm back you know she's she's not trying to lie or hide it which yes. i think it's a choice and it's a i think it's a brave choice and it's a um polarizing choice because it's yep. going to have a divide. And I agree with you. I was thinking about that when she stated she just wanted to be open about it. Well, thank you for mm-hmm. being open about it so that other people don't have to wonder what's wrong with me. Why don't I look like that? Exactly. Why am I not looking younger as I age? Yeah. I think for me, it felt really crushing because part of why Grimes was so appealing to me was that she looked different. If she didn't look like everybody else, thank goodness she's not going to touch her nose because her nose is perfect and beautiful and that would suck if she ever got rid of it and made it, you know, Hollywood. Um, But part of why I followed her in the beginning was that she didn't sexualize herself, which has changed. <laughs> yeah, She didn't sexualize herself and she was cool looking different. So she used to wear like the double XL t-shirts, right? And just <laughs> the slides, like the Adidas Very slides. Billy Eilish in that way. Yes. Right? Yeah, and like I, she just didn't care. Yeah, I love that. And I related in to that. In a good that. way. Yeah, and I just was really sick, especially with the sexualization in Hollywood. Sexualization's been done. Like, it's not a, a small thing anymore. It doesn't make you unique. And it used to. It used to be very shocking. Yeah. Now everybody's doing it. And so, Maybe because she didn't do it before that she feels like, hey, while I still have some time here uh, and look snatched, I'm going to because it, 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 it kind of, in my opinion, it started with that thirst trap photo where she was oh, like yeah. where she was really trying to like embrace being sexual. I yeah. I respect that. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah. you know, everyone has had their phase, you know when you're young but you know i've cleaned up my act a little bit as a grown adult lady slash mama well i was gonna say especially with kids because your kids are gonna see that yeah yeah your son will that's what yeah yeah i i'm i don't consider myself really a conservative person but with stuff like that to protect my children um that's something that's private you know with your partner yeah that's how I feel. I understand there's different opinions. We both respect everybody's opinion. But that just was frustrating to me because she was comfortable looking different. And now I'm like, well, great. Are we now going to try and look like everybody else? And then that caused me 
to consider, do I need to start looking like everybody else? And yeah, I don't normally feel that way. Yeah, it, it has shook me a little bit too. Like I said, like I made an appointment with a dermatologist just for an annual skin screening. Everybody should do that. But I think I'm going to ask what I need to be doing now. Like I'm in my mid thirties. I'm a little bit, I'm slightly older than Grimes, you know? So, and I've never done any kind of cosmetic procedure. So I'm thinking about it, nothing big, but if it's something that makes you feel better and you know, won't totally alter your face, um, I think the options out there are perfectly fine. When did you start feeling insecure about it? Probably when I turned 30. (laughs) Right where you are right now. (laughs) But I didn't realize that I still looked young. Oh, yeah. 30. For some reason, people think that 30 is like a big thing. It it, it did not feel like a big thing. Okay. It's not. It's really not. No. And it's not going to really feel like it from this moment on like you're just like oh okay like sometimes I legit forget how old I am like I think I'm like the previous year or sometimes I think I'm older which is a new thing that happens that's interesting yeah because it's like there's a lot of life happening (laughs) there's a lot of life happening for you like a lot of life happening for you and (laughs) I feel stuck at 28 not stuck but that's just the age I most related to and finally felt like an adult and started doing stuff I was proud of with my life. And so whenever yeah. somebody asks me how old I am, my first thought is, oh, 28. Wow. Isn't that weird? Hey, you know what? I, a lot of, I love the show, The Nanny. Yeah, oh, yeah. Totally Fran She's Dresser. always, yes. She always says she's 29. Like she stopped <laughs> aging at 29. I do that sometimes. But it's so hard to do with like social media and every, you know, you got to enter your birthday everywhere. Like you can't really fool people like you could back in the day. That's a good point. And then there's this side of me that really wants to embrace aging is a good thing because you've gained so much wisdom and look at how much you've done with your life. And like for you, you've brought two humans into the world and you're trying to decide what to do next with career experience and and family stuff and same with my situation that I want to embrace that versus I need to get a facelift at 35. Yeah. It's a privilege to age. You know, I try to tell myself that. And it is. So that's, that's kind of my thoughts on it. I think more people than not were disappointed about it. Yeah. And I would just like to hear I don't know. I'd like to hear from her why she decided to do it and what exactly she got done. Yeah. Have you noticed that you are looking at other people too and wondering if they've had a similar surgery? Like I, I've been, I like, I, I'm sure a lot of you out there listen to Hannah's DJ sets. I love her Twitch stream. Um, She actually looks like she may have had the same procedure. I always assume, and I think we're probably right. If somebody lives in LA and has the money, I always assume that, yep, I'm probably that blood right. Blood pop money. I mean, Woo. just land. You, you know how you and I feel about this. Just land. <laughs> Don't come for us. <laughs> Don't come for us. Somebody else made a really good comment that I liked. 
on the subreddit. I don't have any opinion about her cosmetic choice. If you don't like something about yourself and want to change it, that's your go. But I feel sad for what it encapsulates and symbolizes from the last few years. The media coverage and everything that's been getting that she's been getting and living since Met Gala 2018. I mean, this is crazy, really crazy. And I feel it kind of broke something in her. I don't want to make any assumptions. Mm. Something just feels off. And you and I have discussed that. Yeah. Like, hey, is everything okay? Yeah. Because we have our uh, parasocial relationships with her, you exactly. know, and the the grimes that we know, it it just doesn't, it doesn't align with who this person is now. And people change. That's a p- part of life. Change, death, and taxes. That's it, people. Taxes, man. Every year, every year, MK, I think I'm ready. <laughs> and then every year I'm like, how do I do this again? It's like, annoying. Everything. There's something always going on with adulting. So my car is in the shop right now. So then, you know, you have to drop your car off and then you have to go to Enterprise and get the car. And then there was something that went wrong with getting the car. And then, you know, it's just uh, <laughs> like adulting sucks. Like <laughs> It really does. You know, and I, I, I think that maybe Grimes didn't do didn't get the chance to not be an adult. Maybe she mm-hmm. was like a more adult when she was younger. Because she felt like she had to be independent from her family. We know she comes from kind of a, a wealthy family. But it seemed like she kind of put herself to to try to make it on her own. I mean, I'm sure they helped her. But she she struggled a little bit. And now that she doesn't really have to worry about that, it's almost like it's a form of regression. Yes, and that is actually a psychological trend where people are living out their inner child because, like you said, they didn't necessarily get to have that as a child. Something traumatic happened. And so this is the way that they express themselves. Plus, I mean, she kind of lives on a different planet. And I don't mean that in the funny, like, she's going to Mars way. I mean that in when you have a certain level of influence and affluence with money, you're Mm -hmm. just not in the same world as everybody else. And that's not a knock against her. You're just living differently. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that she doesn't have her set of problems too. And I try to keep that in mind. The pressure of people always looking at you and and making sure every part of you is perfect. Like I've always kind of suspected that she may have had an eating thing. Oh. You know, like the, she did make a post, I think during her pregnancy or maybe shortly after, it was like the war nymph photo with like the black, you can't even tell she's pregnant to me no no and and she was like you know i never ate more than one meal a day before this and i'm in here encouraging people to eat more it feels good you know and i i think that was kind of her roundabout way of acknowledging that she's had some issues in the past right yeah I just feel a lot of empathy for her recently. And of course, MK and I are just speculating our opinions are our own. However, what she's putting out on Twitter, I think just concerns us from time to time. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the plastic surgery conversation. Obviously, this will probably be ongoing on our conversations just because we don't know what she's got. Yeah. One more thing, though. Okay. So how much do you think it costs? Because I looked it up. I looked up the range. I literally ponytail. I literally don't. 10,000? Nope. Like higher uh, than that? Oh, way more. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, yeah. okay. Like 20,000, like 30,000. It starts at 65K. And if you get more of a full facelift, that's over 200. 
with that specific doctor. I didn't. Is that normal for, or is that just because he's a celebrity? That doesn't doctor? sound normal. He's a celebrity doctor, so I'm assuming. Wow. That's why. I mean, the wait is like over a year to get a consult. I mean, he must be a great doctor. I mean, did you yeah. look at? Okay, never mind. This is gonna sound so judgy because he, <laughs> he looks kind of <laughs> kooky. Like I'm just gonna be real. Like he looks concerning. <laughs> but what do I know? <laughs> I always like. You know, when you go to any doctor, you don't want to go to a, I don't know if you're all familiar with the term quack. You don't want oh, to go to a sure. quack. Yeah. So uh, I always think of, I don't know if everyone watches The Simpsons here, but like the Dr. Nick Riviera guy who's always like, hi, everybody. And he's like a doctor and he's messing stuff up like that. Go to a good doctor if you're going to get any kind of work done. Please. That's all, I, that's all I'm saying. And, you know, hats off to you if you got that kind of disposable income. <laughs> like, have fun with Dr. Do you do payment plans? Like, really, like, 100 bucks a month? pay? Like, I'm, I'm good for that. <laughs> All right, guys. We will be back with you guys later for another podcast. We appreciate you so, so much. And we will see you next time. Bye. Love you guys.